You're listening to the Yeshiva of Newark at IDT podcast. I'm your host and curator, Rabbi Aprom Kivalevich, and I hope you enjoy this episode. Itmar. Niskaven Lizrok Shtayim Bezorek Arba. We know that the din of Dalit Amot Bershut Arabim is a, an extension of the din Hotsa'ah. Hotsa'ah Nachnos is usually from Bershut Arabim, Bershut Ayochid, Bershut Ayochid, Bershut Arabim. But there's also a law that you're not allowed to cause an object to move for Amos in Rishus Arabim. You can't throw something for Amos in Rishus Arabim. That's a malacha of the, from the Torah. You're high of skila for it. But let's say the person wasn't trying to do that. He was trying to throw it to Amos. And he didn't either understand how long an Amos was, or it got out of his control, and it went further. So he was trying to do an act that was basically mutter, but it was an act of throwing. It was an act of transportation, and it turned into a bigger act. Is that called misasek or not? So we saw yesterday the case where a person is trying to cut a radish in the garden. And he thought it was a garden of radish. He thought that they had all been picked already. And he was just cutting the radish up. And then he discovers that he was actually slicing the radish from its connection to the ground. He was trying to do chituch, but he ended up disconnecting. So we saw yesterday that Rava felt that's still called misasek. And Abayah said, that's not called misasek. Misasek is, is when he tried, he was trying to pick up a knife because he wanted the knife to come to the house and he ends up cutting a vine. But if you're trying to essentially do the act that's usher with other, in other situations, even though you didn't realize, right? Like in the case of the radish, that's, you have to bring a chatas. So we have a similar thing here. You're trying to throw. Moravah says, what were you trying to do? You weren't trying to throw four Amos. You were trying to throw it to Amos in Rosh Hashanah. That's not a malacha. Abayah says, Rechayev, Rava Marpoter, the loka machavin was rika darba. You're not trying to make it travel four Amos. Abayah Marchayev, the kamachavin was rika bialma. You are trying to do zrika. Okay, that's the second debate of Abayi Varova. The first one was yesterday. We now did the second one. Now the third debate of Abayi Varova. Ksova Sayochid, you were throwing it and you knew you were throwing it for Amos. But you thought the place that you're throwing it in has walls. You thought it was a private domain. And it turns out it was part of Rishus Harabim. Rava says, you're potter. That's Mesasek. Abaya says, you're Chayev. Rava, or potter, the local Mechavin, was Rika di Sura. He thought he was inside of an enclosed area. In an enclosed area, you can throw something for Amos. Abaya said, Chayev. He's trying to do Zrika. He has to bring a Chatas. Not Chayev Skila, but Chayev a Chatas. The Mechavin was Rika. Ba'alma. 
So there's three debates. So the Gemara wants to know, why did they need to argue on three points? Why did we need to hear about the three points of argument? All the, whoever put the shots together in the base Medrash, all we needed to hear was one version of this. So the Gemara says, Tzricha. Maybe only the first case of yesterday. In the case of yesterday, where he's cutting, he right? Over there, he thinks the radish is disconnected, and he starts cutting, and it turns out the radish is connected to the ground. He thinks he's just cutting a disconnected radish. But in a case where you know you're in Rishos Arabim, but you're throwing it too, come on. You realize even, even the throwing of four is built on the throwing of two. It's almost like a chatzi shir. The arba below tarte lo miserkele. It will never go four unless it goes two. So you are, in a sense, being machavin of something usher. If the radish is not connected to the ground, slicing a radish is not a malach at all. But if throwing something for Amis is built on throwing something to Amis. So even though you weren't planning on throwing it for, what you were doing was definitely part of a big malacha. That's what you might have thought. A mamodale labaya. The Ashmin and Baha. Why? Maybe here Rava says that you're Potter. He doesn't really want it to go for. But let's say in a case where he's confused and he thinks it's a Rishus Hayochid, over there, he really wants it to go for Amos. He just doesn't realize that he's in a public domain. Maybe there he'll be moted to Abaya that you have to bring a chattis, tzricha. That's why we need to debate on three fronts. Tanan, avos melochos arbaim chasarachas. Okay, which is coming up in a couple of minutes right here on this page. Bavinenba, the Gemara asked, minyana lamali, why did it have to list 39? We could figure out that number on ourselves. To tell us that if you were in a funk, in a daze, you didn't realize it, and this was a way where you didn't know any of the malachos of Shabbos on that day, you forgot about them all, 39 is the ultimate number of korbanos you're going to bring. So according to Abaya, who says that when you throw it two and you meant to throw it you would throw it four and you meant to throw it two, you could come up with ways that the man knows that it's Shabbos. Shabbos. He knows about all the Yisurim of Shabbos. And he knows that all these things are malochos. But why does he bring 39 chatos? Because in each one, he made a mistake in the amount he was trying to do. He was trying to do less, and he ended up doing more. He thought he was taking out a little, he thought he was taking out less than a grogeris. He took out a grogeris. 
because we know there are shiurim on all the 39 malochos that indicate when you're going to bring the carbon. So if a person thought he was doing less and he ends up doing more, that, according to Abaya, is not a misasek. That's someone that's high of a carbon. And that could explain why this person brings 39 malachas. But Rava says that can't be what the Mishnah is talking about. Because if the person was trying to do acts that were mutter, because he was trying to do them within the shiur, because it's only once these acts of the 39 malachos have the shear to them that they are considered usher acts, but if you try to do it in less of the less than the shear, you'd be called a misasek. So how is this guy, someone who knows about Shabbos, Elorava, the Yomar Potter, how could you end up bringing 39 korbanos? What are you going to tell me? Bizodon Shabos, Vishigigos Melochos. But, right? Th- that he forgets about Shabbos. I'm sorry, he knows it's Shabbos, but he doesn't know any of these things are also. How did that happen? Rabbi Yochanan says you can be called a Shogeg. Even though when you did it, you knew it was wrong, but you didn't know that you get the death sentence for it. So this is a guy who knows about Shabbos. So he knows what Shabbos is. He knows these things are usher to do. He just didn't realize that you get the death sentence for it. He did 39 of them. That's how he brings 39 chatos. The guy knows that it's Shabbos. He just doesn't realize you're high of Misa for Shabbos. That says, that you have to, in order to bring a carbon, you have to be complete unknowledge. You have to have a complete lack of knowledge. You have to think that the act is actually allowed. So in what way does this person know that it's Shabbos at all? He doesn't know on this day that any of these 39 malachas are usher. In which way is it Shabbos for him? The Yodolala Shabbos Bemai. In what way does he even understand it to be Shabbos? So my answer is the Yodolay Betchumen. Because he knows about Tchumen. That's the one thing he knows about Shabbos, that you're not allowed to walk past a certain space. That's what he knows about Shabbos but he doesn't know anything else. And that could be enough. So therefore, Ravu could explain, even according to Rish Lakish, and it's not a question on Ravu's shita about Misasek. Abaye has it much easier. Abaye could say it's talking about a case of a Misasek, which is not a Misasek, where he thought he was doing less of the shear, he did more of the shear, that's where he would bring the carbon. So now we're coming to the most famous Mishnah about the 39 Malachas of Shabbos that we've been talking about. So let's see. Avos melochos are boyim choser achas. There's 40 melochos minus one, 39. There's zorea. You're putting the seed in and 
eventually something's going to grow from them. Chorish, you're getting the ground ready. You're getting it wet and ready. You're, 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 you're smoothing it out. That's the type of ground that seeds grow in and things grow out of them. Kotzer, harvesting. Ma'amer, hey, we were just talking about Ma'amer in, in Mesechtas Peya, remember? Talking all about Ma'amer. Gathering the material up and putting it in a certain shape, getting all the bundles ready, that's being Ma'amer. Hadosh. That's, remember when I said going to the granary, going to the Goran. So what you're going to do with dosh, you're going you're gonna to trample on it. There's a special contraption that you use to step on those shibolosin to get the chaff off of it to release the kernel. Hazora. Then what do you do? You have the kernel, but the kernel is... Is, is mixed in with a bunch of dirt and stuff on the floor because that's where you did the disha. You did the disha on the floor, so now there's a bunch of stones and other stuff with the kernel. So you throw the, you, you have a special a type of rat, ratach, you have a special type of, 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 of implement that you hold, you like a pitchfork type of thing, you, you put it into the, the pile that it has the, 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 the the kernels along with the dirt and stuff that you don't want and you throw it up and the wind of course will carry the dirt and other stuff away the chaff and the wheat will actually stay below and this is the way you're going to have to be able to know what the wheat kernel is but then you have to be borer it because then there still might be stuff and, and, and stuff that you need to separate from the wheat. That's the borer that you still have to do. So Rashi explains. The psolas are still there. You still got the psolas. And, and you got to get rid of some of that psolas. So these are all very similar. The Gemara is going to talk about them. Zora. There are all ways of getting what you want. Dosh gets you the kernel. Zora gets rid of, 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 of all that dirt and stuff that's and, 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 and stones and things that are around. Borer gets rid of the other shells. And then what do you do now that you have the kernel that's pure? Tochein, you have to grind it. And after you grind it, there's still a sifting that occurs. The marakade when you're sifting it. And then finally, you have the flour the way you want it. Now what are you going to do? You're going to put water in that flour and you're going to make a goosh out of it that you now have, uh, you have a, like, like a roll. And now what are you going to do with that roll? Now you go and you bake it. That's the first group. And all of these were done in the Mishkan to create the Samamonim to create the dye that was needed to build the Mishkan. Because the Malachas of Shabbos are built on the principle of what did it take to build the Mishkan. And what it took to build the Mishkan was to have the, the Mishkan being covered. And in order to be covered, the Torah wrote in Parshas um, Tetzave, sorry, Parshas Truma, the Torah wrote that it needed to have coverings and those coverings needed to be dyed and in order to create the dye you need to go through all the same things that we do to create bread they had to go through that as well of course they didn't bake 
They boiled it, but we, we're putting it in terms like you make bread. Now we go to the things that are essential to make clothing. Now, Hagoze's, now these, of course, were for the material that was on top of the Mishkan. But that's similar to the clothing that you would wear. This was something that enclosed the top of the Mishkan, one of the three types of robes. That's the way it was done in the Mishkan. But the Mishnah gives it, gives it us in terms that we can process it in terms of the way clothing is, is produced. So the first thing, of course, is you want to get something from wool. So gozes is atzemer. It's from an animal. You're cutting it from the animal, whether it's a live or dead animal. That's called geziza. Hamalabno. But now, especially if it, it was, if it, you need to whiten it. Hamanafzo. So this is a way, because it's all intertwined, you untwine it and comb it. Hatsovo. And now you might want to dye it. Hatove, now that you have the, the, the material, now you're going, to, you're going to connect the material together to strengthen it. This, of course, is the complex, what to us is complex, the process of weaving. And basically the way, of course, it works is, is that the mesech, is that you uh, you uh, you pull the string, you pull the material across to the two heavy beams that are at the edges of the sides of the uh, of, of of the loom. If you want, I could show you what a loom looks like. Uh, you can look it up yourself if you want. And then the old-fashioned looms, of course, also had but they near him because the way it worked was. It was the shesi that went lengthwise, the arave that went, or the arave that went uh, across. And the way you weave something is that it goes in and out. You see what my hand is doing. The way that happens is is that the the, the strings of the of the shesi go up, down, up, down, up, down, and you throw the the arave through that. And this way, it actually, it actually inserts itself on top of one, below the other, on top of one, below the other, and then it's super strong, and that's, what, that's how you have woven material. So the parts of that material, and they used to do that because they would weave the, 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 the top of, of, of the mishkan was woven. So weaving is oser, and that's shnei chutim, shnei... A mesach is stretching it, but the nirim is putting it through the holes. And the oreg is actually when you're starting to connect the shesi and the erev, and it's two, two of them enough, it goes two strings that are connected already, that's already called an ariga. And now there's leftover stuff. There's stuff that's on the side that's, that's interfering with the good process. That's called potseya shnei chitim. These are the, these malachos here are the most obscure for today's time. Mesach, Batenirim, Ariga, and Potseya. We're going to have a whole parak dealing with it, but I'm just giving you the brief explanation of what it means. Hakosher, Vamatir, right? 
what they used to do was the nets of catching the chilozon. They would need to tie and untie the nets to make them bigger and stronger in order to catch the chilozon because the chilozon's blood was crucial for the dye that they needed. Hatofer Tfiros, that was also, if you remember, there were different sections. If you read Parsha's Truma, you'll see the way that they had to connect the different sections that were on top of the Mishkan. And the way they were done was with, 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 with Tfirah. Okay? Also, another Malacha is Korea. Korea Almanaswit for. And how many tfiros is it? Shtei tfiros. Okay, so that is the way you make, we start with food, the essential. Then clothing. And now we're going to end with writing a sefer, leaving a legacy. That's also essential. That's the third section of Malachas of Shabbos. But in order to get a safer, you need parchment. To get parchment, you need an animal to kill and get its leather skin from and turn into parchment. So Hatsod Tzvi, the first thing is capturing the deer. That's the Malocha. Shochto, killing it. And of course, they did that in the Beis Hamikdash as well. Uh, when they killed the Chilozon in order to get the blood. Hamafshito, you need to strip the, the Tzvi. Hamolcho, Bama'avedis Oro, you salt it and you work the leather to make it, uh, to, 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 to have it soft enough that you need in order to write on it. Then Mamachko, you get rid of the, uh, Rashi says, Megarer Saro, you get rid of the extra hairs, you smooth it out, that's Mamachik. Hamachatcho, you then start to, 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 Use your ruler and cut it into specific sizes. That's machatcho. That's what the chituch is. Hakosev shte osios. Now that you have it, you're going to write on it. In the Beis Hamikdash, they wrote two letters on the kroshim in order to put them together. For us, it's writing at least two letters. Vahamochek or erasing two letters. Almanas lichtov shte osios. Habone, the whole Mishkan was built, so anything that's considered building, causing something to have some sort of permanence, or if you're knocking it down to put it somewhere else, which is what they did in the Mishkan, of course, because they had to take it down and bring it somewhere else. Amachabe, when you extinguish flames, amavir, and when you ignite the flame. That, of course, is finishing off, is when you have uh, an item that you've built, an item, a, a keili that you've produced, you give it that last hammer smack in order to just put it in the perfect shape. That's makabipatish. And the last one, of course, is haitzah. Presenting, presenting to you, my friends. These are the 39 Malochos. Minyan Alamli, what do we say again? We've had this many times already. Am Rabbi Yochanan, Shemosan, Kumel, Mechod, Chayva, Kalachas, Vachas. Hazareya, Vachoresh. What does it say happens? It says that you plant and then you, then you do what? You do the, um, plowing. Hold on. 
What you're supposed to do first is what? Is plowing. You plow it and then you plant. Why does the Mishnah put Zoreya first? Lisni Choresh, Bahadur Lisni Zoreya, question mark. So the Gemara gives an interesting answer. The Gemara says, the Tana Beret Yisrael Koi. This Tana was living in Eretz Yisrael, riding the Mishnah for the Bnei Eretz Yisrael. Baruch Hashem, Eretz Yisrael produces a lot of good stuff, but you got to work in Eretz Yisrael. What do you do first? Dezori Beresha. First, you put the seed in. In other words, you, you, you try to soften it, and then after you put the seed in, you got to go and redo it. Even after the seed is there, you got to go and mix up the ground again and soften it. Because the land of Eretz Yisrael is tough. That's why it was written for a Ben Eretz Yisrael. Ton of the Bryce says, Hazayreya, okay, Hazomer, you're, you're pruning, you're cutting off certain things in order for the plant, the thing to grow better. Hanotea, you actually take a shoot and you put it in the ground. Hamavrich, this is, of course, where you have uh, something that's a vine that's growing. So what you do is you, 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 you push it down into the ground. It's growing, let's say, like this, and then you push it underneath, and you let it become its own separate plant. That's what mavrich is. Just like, like we're, we're, like, it's like from the word when we say someone bends their knees, birkayim. You're on your knees. You take this plant that was above ground, and you actually you this shoot that was above ground, and you insert it under the ground, covering it up, and then it starts becoming its own plant. Then you disconnect it. That's what Mavrich is. Markiv is, just like when you ride a horse, you become one with the horse. So here you had a, a, a tree that wasn't so strong, and you now use its sap, right? You, you take a, a branch off of one tree, and then you now, you, you, then you put it, penetrating it into the sap and, and into, the, into, the, into the trunk of another tree. So now it's like riding the other tree. Just like when you ride a horse, you're riding its energy and its strength. This new shoot that you now stuck into the tree is sort of, is, is, is now a harkava. It's now been riding and using the energies and powers of this new tree to grow. Any of that stuff, if you do any of those, kulin malacha achasein. They're all about causing things to grow. So the Gemara says, we know that's what they are. They're, right? That these are, in a sense, if you do them all, they're all either toldos or different ways that can be the same of. That if you do all these malochos harbe, me'ein malocha achas, and it was in one helem, it's not considered different malochos. It's all only one chatas. Thanks for joining us for another episode from the Yeshiva of Newark at IDT Podcast. Be sure to subscribe on your favorite podcast app so you don't miss a single episode.